3: Equal housing opportunity.
4: So, NBC News is reporting that the Secretary of State referred to the President as a moron in a meeting with other people behind closed doors. Had to be begged to stay by the Vice President and others. And so he's decided he has to respond to that, and he has just uh, walked out. And, Will uh, he resign? This is dramatic. We're going to pick it up from the beginning and see what he has the to Secretary
5: say. Secretary of State, Chuck Todd, thank you. We're going to listen in to what Rex Tillerson has to say. Sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. Morning. There were some news reports this morning that I want to address. First, my commitment to the success of our President and our country is as strong as it was the day I accepted his offer to serve as Secretary of State. President Trump's America First agenda has given voice to millions who felt completely abandoned by the political status quo and who felt their interests came second to those of other countries. President Trump's foreign policy goals break the mold of what people traditionally think is achievable on behalf of our country. We're finding new ways to govern that deliver new victories. Our job is now to achieve results on behalf of America, and we are doing that. We've created international unity around our peaceful pressure campaign against North Korea, including influencing China to exert unprecedented economic influence on North Korea. At the Riyadh summit, the President rallied Muslim-majority nations to assume new responsibilities for stopping terrorism. NATO members are now contributing more to shared security. And our approach to South Asia, and specifically Afghanistan, means building upon our relationships with India and Pakistan to stamp out terrorism and support the Afghan government in providing security for their own people. And ISIS's fraudulent caliphate in Iraq and Syria is on the brink of being completely extinguished thanks to an aggressive new strategy led by the President. What we have accomplished, we have done as a team. Similarly, Secretary Mnuchin has levied economic sanctions on North Korea and related entities. Countries must increasingly decide whether they will do business with North Korea or with the community of peace-loving nations. Ambassador Haley has spearheaded and achieved enormous success passing the toughest UN sanctions to date on North Korea. General Mattis and I communicate virtually every day, and we agree that there must be the highest level of coordination between our diplomatic efforts and our military efforts. You can't have a stronger partner than a Secretary of Defense who embraces diplomacy.
4: So, I can't tell if he's building up to, so as I step down as Secretary of State, I leave the place in good hands, or, or so I'm staying, or I can't tell which direction he's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning
0: towards staying. Uh, he seems to be building the case for everything's going great. Yes, Hashtag so. no
1: Rexit.
5: <laughs> he feels he has the partner he needs at the State Department. And this is just the beginning of the list of partners and friends across the government who are all working for the American people. There's much to be done, and we're just getting started. To address a few specifics that have been erroneously reported this morning.
4: I think the president
5: is a moron.
4: No, 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 no. no. Disrespectful, sir. Okay, Let it roll. Very Here we go. This is exciting.
5: The vice president has never had to persuade me to remain as Secretary of State because I have never considered leaving this post. I value the friendship and the counsel of the Vice President. And I admire his leadership within President Trump's administration to address the many important agendas of President Trump, both from a foreign policy perspective and a dip- diplomatic—I'm uh, sorry—a domestic objective. Let me tell you what I've learned about this president, whom I did not know before taking this office. He loves his country. He puts Americans and America first. He's smart. He demands results wherever he goes, and he holds those around him accountable for whether they've done the job he's asked them to do. Accountability is one of the bedrock values the President and I share. While I'm new to Washington, I have learned that there are some who try to sow dissension to advance their own agenda by tearing others apart in an effort to undermine President Trump's own agenda. I do not. And I will not operate that way. And the same applies to everyone on my team here at the State Department. When I wake up in the morning, my first thoughts are about the safety of our citizens at home and abroad. There's no more important responsibility I carry with me than ensuring that Americans are safe. Providing for the security of the United States must be the number one goal of our American foreign policy. President Trump and his administration will keep moving forward as one team with one mission, doing great things for the United States of America to make America great again. Maga. Thank you.
2: Is that the only thing that you consider to be erroneous in that article?
4: Good question, because he did not address whether or not he called the president a moron. So MAGA, not moron. So so are you saying everything that article is wrong? What does he say?
5: I think it's the most important element of the article is to reaffirm my commitment to this role that President Trump's asked me to serve and to dispel with this notion that I have ever considered leaving. I have answered that question repeatedly. For some reason, it continues to be misreported. There's never been a consideration in my mind to leave. I serve at the appointment of the president, and I'm here for as long as the president feels I can be useful to achieving his objectives. All right, look. you call him a moron or didn't you?
4: I think he clearly Everybody's did. Everybody's thinking it. I think he clearly did.
5: Yeah. yeah. Agree with Secretary Mattis at the United States to stay in the JCPOA? We'll have a recommendation for the president. We're going to give him a...
4: Okay, now they're getting into real Secretary of State stuff.
5: Yeah,
0: the, 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 uh, ask, the, ask the M question, the M-bomb. Although, he, I don't know. So, I, I do want to hear what he says about that. So, here... here the, the, the guy asks him about the, Iran? Not so, Iran, Moran! That's
3: what, <laughs> that's what we're all
4: wondering. <laughs> Give the people what they want. So I'm thinking he hasn't considered quitting. Never talked to anybody about it. He did call the president a moron. Yeah. Although I'd like to hear. Let's to get one more question. Let's, okay. let's listen the to one way. more question. How do you not ask
0: that? That's clearly the stupid question. serious reporters with their <laughs> substantive question
5: to advance the important policy towards Iran as you've heard us say many times the JCPOA represents only a small part of the many issues that we need to deal with when it comes to the Iranian relationship so it is an important part of that but no, it's no, not the it only it's anyway it, terms, we cannot let the Iranian relationship be defined solely by that nuclear agreement <laughs> Can um, you address the, the main headline of this story that you called the president a moron? And if not, where do you think these reports are? I'm, just, I'm not going to deal with petty stuff like that. I mean, this is this is what I don't understand about Washington. Again, you know, I'm not from this place, but the places I come from, we don't deal with that kind of petty nonsense. And it is intended to do nothing but divide people. And I'm just not going to be part of this effort to divide this administration.
0: Wow. So he's is not going to dignify it with he... a response, which which is a lost art in America.
4: The high road. Whatever happened it also to means, the high road. It also means he did call the president of moron. Uh, I 100%. will not join with you.
0: I will not join with you either in your gossip mongering.
4: But I uh, agree with what we were talking about earlier. You get to say that about your boss or co-workers behind closed doors when you're venting. And it doesn't need to be
6: something you need to, like, you know, say out loud or deal with. How easy of a win would it be if Trump came out and said, I hope he did. I, I hire passionate men who use passionate words when dealing with complex That'd issues. That'd be a good one. They, they, these things don't, these are just words. They're just, they, they don't affect me. We'll be fine. That seems Rex, like an easy political Rex win. Rex Tillerson has grabbed this job by the pee. <laughs>
4: <We'll> I respect that. <laughs> Where I come from, we don't deal with these petty issues. Well, I'm sure that's true. At Exxon, you, you think anybody ever calls anybody a moron behind closed doors and then continues to work with them? Yeah, all the freaking time. Or, the you know, the
0: time-honored. You can call somebody a moron. It's a little different to say, is he a moron? That's a question. That's not calling him one.
6: I call my friends morons on a daily basis. They're my favorite <laughs> people on the planet. Right? It's a guy thing. <laughs> uh, well, that was interesting. I can't believe it
4: took three questions to get somebody to actually ask the, uh, the moron part. Who well, is that other person from the Atlantic or some serious magazine? Or they care about actual policy?
0: Woo! <laughs> Boy, Tillerson was mattered in an armadillo in the left lane of a something or other. Exactly. With a, a frog. And there's probably a turtle involved
4: and a, an old fella in a cowboy hat. He's that mad. <laughs> So, there you have it. Put that behind us for the day. Uh, You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Trump also had some words of encouragement for the locals as he helped them out. Here's what he told some hurricane survivors after giving out supplies
7: We're going to help you out. Thank you. Have a good time. Thank you, Mr.
6: President.
2: (laughs) Have a good time. It's a flood area, not a water park.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of those, uh, you know, I think everybody's done that. It was like so unintentional. A,
0: you too. Right. Have a good flight. You too. Oh, you're not flying. Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I said
4: d- something like that to someone the other day in a, in a, in a bad situation. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and I, I walked away thinking, uh, do I correct it or do I. No, I just kept walking.
0: The POTUS's tone deafness is undeniable,
4: In my opinion. So we haven't talked about him throwing out the paper towels? I guess that's a story, so. Uh, Is it? Hmm. Well, it's a video that's very popular. Okay. All right, fair enough. So we'll discuss that coming up. We'll get
0: there. First, though, Washington Post tech reporter Brian Fung joins us to uh, discuss the small breach of Yahoo. Brian, welcome. How are you, sir?
7: Doing all right. Thanks for having me.
0: So it was about 10% of Yahoo customers' uh, information was hacked, huh?
7: <laughs> well actually what what Yahoo just said yesterday was that in fact in twenty thirteen all of its accounts were breached. So about uh, half. Billion <laughs> billion yeah. no. Every uh, damn one more. of them, Brian? Every all three billion. Uh three, 3
4: billion. billion
7: half 3 the billion planet of the Earth. What, what? The that's incredible.
4: Reported. Uh so what all info does the, the whoever, the Russians or the four hundred pound fat guy in his bed, what information did they get from we Yahoo users?
7: Well, that's not entirely clear. It may depend on uh, each account, but uh, Yahoo says the additional accounts that uh, were affected in its announcement yesterday, um, no uh, credit card information was breached, uh, and they said no um, unencrypted passwords uh, were breached in in that attack as well. So, um, you know, that's small comfort considering how many data breaches we've been hearing about lately, but, uh, you know, at least there's that.
0: So how would you characterize the seriousness of the hack? Is it something that is likely to affect uh, us and and the good folks listening?
7: Well, uh, you know, as the economy increasingly revolves around data, uh, you know, we're just creating gobs and gobs of it. And, uh, you know, the more companies uh, lose control of that data, the, the more that, you know, individual consumers actually get um, affected and could potentially be harmed. So, you know, this is uh, an issue that isn't going away anytime soon. Um, uh, but, you know, policymakers and regulators are trying to get their arms around it.
0: Brian Fung of The Washington Post is on the line. Brian, we're, we're really big on government waste around here and the need for smaller government, the bureaucracy, blah, blah, blah. And we talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I really hold no hope in my heart it'll improve. I just I it's a doomed battle we're fighting. As you write about all these hacks and and the effort to get security to be better, et cetera, do you have a doomed feeling or do you think, wow, we're finally waking up and, and, and we're gonna get pretty good at this?
7: Well, I think uh, you know, it's uh there's good news and bad news. The good news is that uh, you know, the more we hear about these hacks and the more damage um that that uh, you know, companies face uh, both reputationally as well as in terms of their business um you know as a result of these breaches uh the more people will be galvanized to try and do something about it um <laughs> that the sad fact though is that uh, if it takes that to get companies moving then um you know the harm has already happened to consumers so
4: are, are with all these stories are the hackers getting better or is our ability to know we've been hacked getting better
7: Well, it's both. Um, You know, companies uh, all the time are evaluating how hackers are, uh, you know, changing their tactics, and they are changing their tactics, uh, you know, constantly. If you talk to cybersecurity experts, they'll tell you that uh, the threat landscape is evolving almost, you know, on a day-to-day basis, uh, which means, you know, the companies have to remain up to date on what the latest threats are uh, and to to remain vigilant. But, uh, you know, that that is really, really hard in a world where, you know, virtually everyone can get started with uh, with malicious software.
4: Should I even worry about trying to protect my info anymore? I mean, I've had my information, I think, hacked four or five times. Uh, with various companies that I was involved in, Equifax and Yahoo, certainly to start with. Yeah, in mean, the last week, for instance. Yeah. yeah. So is there any point in even being concerned about trying to keep my social security number secret?
7: Well, absolutely. I and, mean, you know, if, if you are uh, the, a victim of identity theft, uh, it can wind up having a, a large and unpleasant effect on your day to day life. So, um, you know, even if it feels like uh, it's pointless to do so, um, everyone should still keep up with basic security hygiene, things like um, having strong passwords, using two-factor authentication if you haven't done so already, um, You know, making sure that uh, you don't click on any uh, suspicious links or attachments that come through your email. These are all basic security procedures that everyone in the 21st century should be uh, familiar with.
0: Yeah, because not every uh, identity, or I should say data thief, not every data thief has every uh, variety of intent in mind, you know, they might just be collecting mega pieces of data to sell to somebody. Uh, whereas, you know, we we get listener uh, emails fairly frequently from somebody whose identity was stolen. Somebody bought a car, then defaulted on the payments, blah, blah, blah. And that's hundreds of hours of grief. And whoever hacked into Yahoo, I'm guessing, Brian, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is probably not going to just run down to the CarMax and, and get a used car.
7: I mean, one of the harder things about this is that, uh, you know, the thieves are getting smarter and smarter. And so their ability to use um, data in ways that we didn't anticipate, um, that's changing rapidly also. So, uh, you know, it's important for average consumers to keep in mind that even um, the the metadata uh, that can show, you know, where they've been and uh, where they live, uh, that, that data can be also incredibly useful to, uh, to third parties as well. So the threats out there are just, um, you know, you just got to be very cognizant of uh, all the ways that your data can be misused in this day and age.
4: Interesting. Brian Fung, WAPO tech reporter. I don't know if this is your area of expertise, but, you know, since my Social Security is out there in so many different forms, you know, I've given it to, it's been hacked so many times, I've had to give it to so many different people for a variety of things, should we have a new number or something? Should we move on, or can you change it Because I can change all the passwords and everything like that, but my Social Security number, as far as I know, I can't change.
7: Right. Well, some people are beginning to talk about uh, what could replace the Social Security number someday. And, uh, you know, you got uh, folks who suggest possibly um, Bitcoin or the blockchain as a technology that could replace or help secure personal financial data. Um, You know, you've got uh, people talking about using uh, public and private keys, kind of like the way that email encryption works um, to uh, to help protect people's identities. Um, There are a lot of ideas that are being bandied about right now, but um, it's still very, very early days.
0: Well, we can't comprehend those things. So just send, send us step by step instructions when it's time to start. And we'll fill out the forms and, and do the new thing. It's interesting that Social Security at the beginning, it was specifically stated that this shall not be used as a form of identification because it would be because that would be a terrible idea. But here we are. Brian Fung from The Washington Post. Brian, it's always enlightening. Thanks a bunch.
4: Thank you. Good to talk to you. Well, it's the closest thing we have to a serial number as human beings, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you should never have to give it out. It's
0: for one purpose and blah, blah, blah. Okay. We're that that cow is not only out the barn door, it's caught the bus to the big city and is now, you know, doing a one-man show on Broadway. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. Uh, the whole... <sighs> Like the car thing I mentioned to you. This letter from this gal was heartbreaking. The hundreds of hours she has spent with unfeeling bureaucrats and phone answering morons and banks and credit cards and credit bureaus and the rest of it trying to unstain her credit. Oh, that would suck. Oh, my God. My heart goes out to her. It's just awful.
4: And you know know that would rear its ugly head every time you went to buy a car or a house for the rest of your life. There's uh, going be something show up.
0: Oh, trust me. God, the, the, the number of times, and, and I'm going to get a loud amen from the choir, anybody who's dealt with this, the number of times you get it fixed... And then the next time you go to do something, turns out, oh, it didn't get fixed, even though they told me specifically and in detail that it had been fixed. I mean, again, God bless you, uh, ma'am. You you ought to have a book in the Bible like old Job. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) so you got that. But you've also got the fact that Facebook is now making billions and billions of dollars based on... What you're interested in, where you go, what kind of grub you like to eat, your tastes in uh, buying, et cetera, your political opinions, blah, 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 blah. Not all these hackers want to buy a car. They want that data to sell to somebody. So, you know, (laughs) that sort of stuff, I'm like, go ahead. Right. I don't care who has it particularly as long as they don't steal from me. Um, And I just I was trying to get from Brian a sense, and I'm not sure I did that this this Yahoo thing. Which one of those was that? What do they want? Who are these guys? But, again, one of the, the main skills that hackers have is masking who they are, when they were there, how long they were there, what they took, and why they took it. So.
3: But don't base a man's entire career on a Dead Gum
0: Yahoo commercial. That's a good point, Coach Singletary. Thank you.
4: Yeah, I've had my uh, my identity, or, well, I guess my info, stolen so many times, and so far nothing has happened to me. That I'm aware of. I just wonder, is there one day we all wake up and our, our savings accounts are empty or our 401ks are empty or something like that? That would be vexing. That they've got some sort of long game they're
6: playing? <laughs> Haha, joke's on them. I don't have a savings.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jack, <There> you go.
6: <laughs> Jack gets no respect. They stole his identity and they gave it back. Hey now.
4: Oh! Now, what's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Now, well,
1: Secretary of State Rex Tillerson addresses his job status, backbiting, and name calling in D.C. The shooter's girlfriend, taken out of LAX by the FBI in a wheelchair. We've got more details on that strange arrival and her murky past. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Guinea. Isn't that murky? She's got a murky
4: past? It looks pretty obvious to me what was going on. You're the waitress in a high roller room, and you started dating some old rich guy. Isn't that why you got the job to be a waitress in a high roller room? And they hit it off. That's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hung out with him. I'd have sex with him, and he bought me stuff. That was our relationship. Storybook stuff, really. (laughs) Stay with us. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Yeah, Michael, Jack's a complete moron. Yeah, I think about resigning every day. Hey, we're back, everybody. Welcome to The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, people talk about Washington, D.C. being like a high school. I don't think they get how true that is. Right. I mean, because Rex Tillerson, he's been running Exxon. The idea that the na- that the press is running around just excitedly reporting uh, rumors that, you know, I heard that Caitlin called Jenna a total bitch. Oh, yeah. She said it right out loud. That's what I heard. I mean, the press is just in a fever over this crap. Tillerson's thinking, don't you people have something to do don't you have a purpose? What is? What? what are you doing? Well, that is their purpose.
4: The gossip. Yeah. And the who's in and who's out. Last week, I thought on the whole, uh, whatever that guy was, Price Housing, oh, right. whatever, right. help, right. whatever. Yeah. Tom both. Price, right. health right. and human right. services. Yeah. How many people in America actually care about that? It's just who's the secretary of that? Not very many people.
0: Every day, Jack, I thank God for my health and my human services. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Get the news now, with
1: Well, the drumbeat was loud enough to bring Secretary of State Rex Tillerson out for a press conference this morning. He was addressing an NBC News report that he had threatened to quit, telling reporters he was there
5: to address a few specifics that have been erroneously reported this morning. The Vice President has never had to persuade me to remain as Secretary of State because I have never considered leaving this post.
1: Okay, there you have that one. Now during the Q&A with reporters after his statement, it wasn't until the reporter's third question that Tillerson was asked about the elephant in the room. Can you address the, the main headline of this story that you called the
4: President a moron? And if not, where do you think these reports
1: are? I'm, just, I I'm go. not
5: going to deal with petty stuff like that. I mean, this is this is what I don't understand about Washington. Again, you know, I'm not from this place, but the places I come from, we don't deal with that kind of petty nonsense. And it is intended to do nothing but divide people. And I'm just not going to be part of this effort to divide this administration.
0: I have problems with Trump, and some of you hate me for it. Um, But I call him as I see him, and I I admire a lot of things about his administration, too. And, And here's one of them. For the first time in a very long time, We have major players in the administration who are not going to do the Washington dance. The Washington dance that serves only Washington. It's so insular. It's so inward looking. And it's so profitable for all of them. And they're going to call, you know, they're going to go to the Capitol, to the the, the, among the the powerful and the self-satisfied and call them on their bull ass. And that part I love. And I'm not sure we would have gotten that from anybody, but Donald J. freaking Trump, the guy from TV.
4: Um,
6: I'll
4: be interested to see how NBC's handling this, because they went big with it this morning. Yeah. They, uh, the, the, the reporter, I saw the reporter on TV, and she's been working on this story since June with a lot of different sources, she says. She, they spent a long time before they came out with it verifying all this stuff, so they either got a you know, say well Tillerson's lying or not. I think they're going to go with that. Well, he didn't say. He didn't say he didn't call him a moron. He said, "I'm not going to dignify right. this garbage." Right. But the resigning part. I mean, they. Oh, they, oh they that part. They, they claim that that's pretty well sourced. That he he was convinced to stay by a number of other people. Well, I wonder if NBC will feel like they have rounds coming into the airframe.
1: Oh, mm. devastating. <laughs> mm. The Vegas gunman's girlfriend, Mary Lou Danley, flew into L.A. from the Philippines, her home country, and was met with by, and met by FBI agents who took her out of a side exit, whisked her out in a wheelchair. She used her left hand to keep a baseball hat pressed down on her head to avoid the waiting TV crews. So this may have all been a ruse. Let's just put her in a wheelchair. We'll push her out really quickly, get her out okay. as fast as we can. Now, according to numerous reports, it's been claimed Dan Lee may have been married to two men at once, used two social security numbers, lived in multiple addresses in several different states, and had two dates of birth. That's some of the information that is coming out. Well, Maybe it
0: was a difficult labor.
4: She could certainly could have been taking advantage of elderly high rollers for years. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds pretty likely. But uh why did he send her 100 grand?
1: Yep, last
4: week or whenever that was.
1: Yep, just days before the shooting. $100,000. $100, that's a lot of money. That's a tip. That's we he knew lot he was going to
0: die. Money. He finally tipped the hooker. Whew, allegedly.
1: Friends of uh Danley's uh, say no, 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 this was money it was it was planned out a long time ago that $100,000 was going to be used to build a house in the Philippines for the family. That's okay. one of the stories that's being floated out there. Meanwhile, hey, uh, can I can I throw something out yeah. there real quickly? I just want to recognize
0: it because we've heard I've heard this a couple of times from from listeners and and people uh, IRL in real life. When the Vegas shooting broke, they couldn't work up feelings nearly in proportion to it. I think it overstates it to say that people were saying they felt nothing, but they felt numb. Oh, God, another one. And moved on. And uh, I think that says something. I know it says something. I don't know precisely what it says, but I get it.
4: About the fact that this happens so often it's become a defense mechanism or because this one was so awful. You know, uh, Tim Sandifer, when his brother was killed, uh, hit us with that Mark Twain quote that we... We can't take this stuff in all at once. We have to just take in a little and then hold it off for a while, then take in a little more. We're not designed. Our psyches aren't designed to take it all in.
0: Yeah, excellent point. Yeah, that's part of it. And and plus, people are just thinking, I can't take on this much pain this frequently.
1: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Sorry, Marshall, did I take up the time you were going to devote
0: to some aspirin-will-make-you-blind story or coffee will give you erectile
4: dysfunction? Oh, uh, don't or... worry.
1: We can roll that over into next hour. <laughs> All right.
4: Hugh Hefner had some drug-resistant E. coli yeah. that did him in. Is that it? Yes. Hmm. That's why you don't have unprotected from? sex. Yes, yeah. exactly. Or maybe he ate at Chipotle. Oh, wow. Huh? Hey. <laughs> no? Hey, wow.
0: That wildly <laughs> inappropriate. And they have lawyers. I suggest to protest Jack's outrage, you eat at Chipotle today. I love Chipotle.
4: <sighs> You're not going to love their lawyers. I'll, I'll eat a pork burrito there today. You'd better. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll bring you that Hugh Hefner story coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: When I heard the, uh, saw the
0: clips and heard the fire, I just assumed he had an automatic weapon. I did not know that uh, there was technology capable that cheaply of transforming a semi-automatic into an automatic weapon. So, yeah, I don't think there's any question we ought to look at that.
4: And that's a Republican, ladies and germs. Uh, the whole bump stocks thing, if you're, uh, if you're familiar with it, that
0: is Google something. It. Go to YouTube. You'll understand pretty quick.
4: That is something that, uh, that even Republicans and Fox News hosts are saying that exists. I didn't know that existed. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure we should have those. You know, let me take a second. It's amazingly
0: clever technology.
6: Yeah.
0: Um, it's just, it's it's really, really clever. Um, but it, it functionally turns a rifle into an automatic
4: rifle, a machine gun, if you will. The, the, yeah, the whole gun laws thing is, and that's, you know, the weirdness of the gun laws thing, but... I've got a friend that will show me all time, all the time guns that he's assembled and saying, this gun is illegal on, on all kinds of different levels. Buying this gun, then getting these four parts to put on it is perfectly legal. But this gun, once it's assembled, no way uh, the, the, the country would ever accept that. Can it change hands?
6: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just. You know, do I, don't, you have, I don't. know why we design them that way. But do you have any sense of what sort of level of enthusiasm or expertise you need to do those modifications? Oh, not much at all. Okay.
4: not much at all.
6: Because I know those bump stocks—they they were relatively cheap. I think I the number I saw floating around, floating around, was starting around forty bucks, and then putting them on your gun or something. Yeah, I don't know.
4: It's something. Uh, so maybe that will change. I don't know. Um, I thought. I thought. I think it's interesting that you've got the. The gun conversation that it's very difficult to to get anything through because um, Second Amendment types, often like myself, fight these things. But everything gets fought because there's a concern that if you let anything through, it'll lead to more restrictions. And then the same thing is happening on the other side with abortion as the Republicans have passed something that the vast majority of Americans are in agreement with. Um, abortions after 20 weeks that will get no play among Democrats because Democrats are afraid if they give on this, even though most people agree with it, and it's horrific, that that will lead to overturning Roe versus Wade.
0: Or they'll lose the support of the activists who believe that.
4: Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. But the whole if we give an inch, they'll take a mile thing just it seems, well, very counterproductive. You can't live your life that way. No. No. Can you imagine?
0: Filibuster your wife. I'm sorry, you can't bring that up. I'm filibustering. You know, come on. You'd end up, uh, everybody, hating each other.
4: Well, well, I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, I'm not going to let my kids have a piece of uh, birthday cake because that could lead to them eating nothing but cake and becoming obese. Well, that'd be a stupid way to look at it. Right. The idea that eliminating abortions after 20 weeks is automatically going to lead to Roe versus Wade being overturned is ridiculous. Sure. The idea that getting rid of bump stocks is going to lead to we don't get to own guns anymore is ridiculous.
0: Right. It's not a football game just because, you know, the the other team moves at a few yards doesn't mean they have the momentum and your defense is tired or anything no you're
4: just a few f- yards down the road but that is the way it works and yep. i think you're probably right it's a, the, the it really pisses off the activists who spend the money maybe that's it
0: which reminds me uh very briefly uh we made an egregious factual error uh yesterday and uh, positive sean is to blame what on the uh the amount that the national rifle association has donated et cetera. Et cetera um you you misread a statistic and gave it to us live on the air which we then repeated it's highly unfortunate are you taking full responsibility i am putting full responsibility on positive sean so you're not taking full responsibility i'm giving full responsibility which makes mm-hmm. me generous um <laughs> the, the number you gave us for what the nra donated to congressional people was for a year not since 1998. It's, it's tens of millions of dollars in the past several years. And they gave 30 million to the president through various packs to the uh, president Trump's efforts this year alone.
4: Hmm, so that must be an interesting way that huh. way, I'll have to look into that because I saw that story Sean talked about several places yesterday. Um, so there's some either just outright fake news going on or manipulation of statistics. I don't mm-hmm. know which. I'll have to look into that, because that's got interesting. I duped.
6: I apologize. I tried to, uh, to verify those things. I shall redouble my efforts next time. Well, uh-huh. you hung the hosts out to dry. You fed us
0: falsehoods, made us look like fools, idiots, jackasses, morons, what? to cite the popular well, term of the day. I
6: am appreciative of the responsibility that you have given me to take full responsibility of this uh, error. The repercussions will be more severe than that, I'm afraid, Michael. It's
0: very dusty, but I need you to clean off the case, find the key, and
4: unlock the beating wand. The old BW, the beating wand, used to bring it out a lot.
0: Hasn't been brought out for some time, but we've become a little slack as an organization.
4: So here's a great story. Former Marine that's in the uh, the concert crowd, he and his buddy... Everybody's getting shot. Wounded people are everywhere. He's, he thought, as a Marine, these people need to get to the hospital. He said, I need a truck. He finds a, a work lot where there's a bunch of work trucks, and he starts going truck to truck looking for one he can start. One's got the keys in it, brings the truck over, loads up 20 people, him and his friend, take him to the hospital, come back, get 30 more people and wow. take them to the hospital. Wow. He went, he went and commandeered a truck. Wow. Which people is the sort are, of thing you
6: do with as a Marine. People are amazing.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So you've got one chunk of 18 to 22-year-old America learning how to do that. You have another chunk weeping bitterly because somebody disagrees with them somewhere on campus and they just can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. God bless that young man. Yeah. And well done, friends. sir.
4: Uh, yeah. And then how much time do I got? I'll hit you with this because then, then we'll have to stop talking about it. You're going to hear this a lot during the conversation one way or the other politically on the whole guns thing. There are 33,000 gun deaths every year. two-thirds of them are suicides. Two-thirds of them so the, that's the 11,000 we're dealing with.
0: Are you uh, looking at the article from the gal who writes for 538.com? It is uh, extremely interesting. She was for all sorts of gun control till she did the research, then realized how much of the how many of the ideas that are constantly thrown around are utterly ineffective. Uh, definitely worth digging into.
4: Yeah, we can. There's some more interesting statistics on that front. And also, the if you haven't heard the taco song on this National Taco Day, you should stick around for that. No, I do love these national days. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.